0: From KALW's The Spiritual Edge podcast, this is a story from our series, Sacred Steps. We take you around the world to meet some remarkable people as they lean on their values and faith to challenge the status quo. I'm Judy Silber. During the 1980s, a civil war in Guatemala killed or disappeared as many as 200,000 people, many of them indigenous. Time moves on, but the Maya community of Guatemala is still grappling with the pain of trauma and loss that echoes from the war. In this story, we hear from a human rights leader named Rosalina Tuyuk Velasquez, whose father, husband, and other relatives were disappeared during the Civil War. To find healing, she sought the advice of her Maya elders. Reporter Maria Martin has her story.
1: Hello? Sí, habla Maria Martin, la periodista de la radio As the COVID 19 <laughs> pandemic raged and Guatemala was under lockdown, I spent time on the phone with a remarkable woman. She's a human rights activist, and her story mirrors the long history of struggle of Guatemala's Maya, especially its women.
2: Bueno, mi nombre completo es Rosalina Tuyuk Velázquez.
1: From her home in the western highlands of Guatemala, Rosalina Tuyuk-Velazquez tells me she belongs to the Cachiguel Maya linguistic community. She was born to a family of peasant weavers and artisans some 60 years ago.
2: Actualmente soy la coordinadora general eh, de la organización de viudas de Guatemala, con CONABIWA,
1: to you heads, an organization she founded in 1985 known by its spanish acronym as conavigua the national coordinator of Guatemalan widows
2: del genocidio en nuestro país
1: The organization Conavigua fights for the rights of women who were raped and widowed during the country's long civil conflict. Rosalina Tuyuk tells me that what led her to organize this Widows' Association came out of her own experience.
2: buscando a mi padre que fue I'm
1: still looking for the remains of my father, she says. He was detained and forcibly disappeared, along with my husband and a number of other relatives.
2: tiempo de la guerra. Rosalina
1: says what the Guatemalans call the time of the violence, almost four long decades of war lasting from 1960 to 1996, was a time of much pain for her and for countless Maya women, especially the bloody 1980s.
0: We found terrible devastation, village after village destroyed, with some of the houses still burning.
2: Entonces uno no termina el ciclo de la vida y en el caso de nosotros uh, que siempre
1: hemos buscado uh, a mi padre. Her family's pain, she says, comes from the constant search for her father's remains and the memory of other loved ones lost to violence. Like it or not, she says, this will always be a source of anguish.
2: Nos cuesta sanar las heridas del pasado.
1: Even after all this time, she says, the war officially ended more than two decades ago, it's hard to heal the wounds of the past. This isn't just the case for Rosalina Tuyuk, but for thousands of other Maya women who endured similar losses. First,
2: I mean, there was the the very real trauma of what they experienced, either the disappearances or uh, or the actual husband being killed right in front of them, and that was true in a number of cases.
1: Anthropologist Linda Green writes about the challenges these women faced, not only emotional loss, but just trying to survive and support their children.
2: You know, for several years there were no corn crops planted because of displacement. So there, there was enormous food insecurity. Women didn't have the money to buy the fertilizer. They themselves either had to work those fields or they had to hire uh, mosos to do it for them.
1: Fear and necessity drove many from their homes. Many also suffered in other ways.
2: Chronic headaches, gastritis, inability to sleep, tense, nervous, as well as the physical manifestations of, of trauma that we now call post-traumatic stress syndrome here in the United States.
1: Today, Rosalina Tuyuk believes that the universe gives us a chance to find balance along with the pain. Even with all these threats to life, she says, there's joy and opportunities to demonstrate strength. But she'd come to this understanding gradually. For more than 25 years, she'd had questions about why the tragedies of the war had happened.
2: Siempre había...
1: Why was there no father, no husband? Why did the Guatemalan army kill so many people? Rosalina Chiyuk found answers to these questions in the teachings of her ancestors passed down through the generations. At a young age, Indigenous healing traditions were part of her life, even though few people publicly acknowledged or valued them. When she was small, Rosalina's father was a music teacher who did some work with the Catholic Church.
2: También, el los
1: she remembers people would call on him when they were ill. Sadly, she says, the colonization of the indigenous made us believe that our knowledge and our practices weren't worthwhile. It's something that was ingrained in us since we were little. Because her family was Catholic, As a child, she didn't always realize that these Maya practices were all around her. It's something that one carries in one's blood, from knowledge passed down by the grandfathers and grandmothers. My maternal grandmother was a midwife, my paternal grandfather was a great farmer, and he would give thanks to the earth, and salute the sun when it rose and at the sunset.
2: La lluvia, el aire. He
1: would give thanks to the rain and to the air. Pedir por ir a el campo. He would ask the earth for permission to work the land. So these are traditions not taught inside churches, but in the collective customs of a people. Y son prácticas
2: que no se encuentra dentro de las iglesias, sino más dentro de la práctica común de la gente.
1: But because of her very religious upbringing, Rosalina says that as an adult, it was difficult at first to accept Maya cosmovisión.
2: desapareció esposo, Rosalina says that in
1: 1980, after her husband disappeared, she sought out an elder, and he told her, "Your husband won't be found." nor will you hear about your father. And he said, now you have to start thinking about yourself, about your children. Now you have to live for you and for them. He told her, now you have to live your life's mission. It was then she says that she began to understand that what the Maya call cosmovision is not a religion.
2: No es una religión.
1: Many call it spirituality. It's very complex and holistic, she says, encompassing everything, the cosmos and nature. Rosalina says when the elder asked, "Do you know what your mission is?" the only thing she could respond was Tengo de curar. that she was a woman with a desire to heal and to help people.
2: De curar a la gente, de a la gente.
1: Even after she sought the elders' advice, Rosalina discovered she had more to learn from the traditional teachings of her Cachiquel Maya culture.
2: I Pensar uh, que no estamos um, derrotados.
1: That's when I began to understand that it's good not to feel defeated, that we should keep moving forward, loving life and our existence.
2: Que si no fuera por esos sabios consejos, uh, quizá estaría igual como muchas mujeres que que murieron.
1: So if it weren't for these wise teachings, she says, I might be like so many women who suffered and basically stopped living because of their pain, who died with no hope for a better life. Traditional religion had taught them to accept suffering in return for a happy afterlife. I think that sometimes conventional religion condemns us to suffer to not live life fully and in balance. I'm profoundly grateful, she says, to the many elders, men and women who told us it isn't good to keep on suffering because we were meant to be happy. We were meant to take care of Mother Earth, to protect all life be it human or animal, the life of everything that lives on this planet. Embracing her culture, she says, allowed her to make sense of all that had happened and to heal. Now she can say that, even with all these threats to life, she's profoundly grateful to the universe to be alive to have grandchildren, to fight alongside other women. All this, she says, has given her strength to continue with her life's mission.
2: Luchar junto con las mujeres, eso me ha dado mucha vida.
1: Maya Cosmovision also gave Rosalina a way of looking at the material world. It gave direction to her human rights work.
2: Digamos desde in 1985,
1: when I began my work with the women, she says, and there was also the commemoration of the 500 years of colonialism, that's when I began to understand how Maya Cosmovision connected with my social and political work. La
2: Cosmovision también, también es organización, también es político, también es... Uh,
1: I began to understand that the Cosmovision is also about organizing, about politics, about economics. So I started to defend the rights of Indigenous people, their way of being, of acting, of thinking. Her work with the widows in the late 80s and early 90s coincided with the reawakening of Maya identity, not only for Rosalina, but for other indigenous leaders, like the Nobel Peace Prize laureate Rigoberta Menchú. A la
2: hermana Rigoberta Menchú me hizo conocer mucho más esa profundidad histórica de los pueblos indígenas.
1: Sister Rigoberta says Rosalina helped me understand the profound complexity of indigenous communities. By the time peace accords finally ended Guatemala's conflict in 1996, the Widows' Association Rosalina Tuyuk founded, CONABIGUA, had become one of the leading human rights organizations in Guatemala. And four years after the war ended, Rosalina Tuyuk became the first Maya Cachiquil to serve in the Guatemalan Congress. That time was key, Rosalina recalls. Out of 80 Congress members, six of us were indigenous, and some important legislation was passed. For example, outlawing amnesty for crimes of genocide. Still, it was an uphill struggle being in the minority and maintaining her identity as an Indigenous woman. Wearing her traditional traje, a woven skirt and top, Rosalina Tuyuk would bring her baby to the Congress, nursing her when needed. And some people criticized her for that.
2: Pero yo dije, si el voto popular me llevó al Congreso, me tiene que aceptar por ser madre, por ser campesina, por ser indígena.
1: But, she says, I would say if the popular vote brought me to Congress, then I have to be accepted as a mother, as a peasant, as indigenous. Las
2: mujeres mayas siempre...
1: We Maya women always carry our small children with us when we're shopping or weaving or working, because that's when the learning
2: starts. Following the war,
1: the government of Guatemala, established a reparations program for war widows, and Rosalina became its director. I went to one of these ceremonies where they were giving money to these women. Elisa Strode is an American who spent many years in Guatemala She and others recalled that during her time as director of the compensation program, Rosalina worked to dignify not only the memory of the dead by leading the effort to exhume mass graves and identify the remains, but also of the living, fighting to give war widows financial and emotional support. And she would just open her arms and envelop them in a hug. I mean, it was like so moving. She was just like so totally present. The government funded the reparations program for only a few years. With no consistent institutional support, Rosalina Toyu continues working with the widows, many of them elderly and dying in whatever way she can. The widows of war crimes, she is really helping them and helping their children. And I am absolutely impressed with this woman. Dr. Bill Clements is an alternative medicine practitioner working with the poor in Guatemala. He's known Rosalina for some 15 years. Together, they've conducted medical missions in neglected communities. She's very loving and caring. I remember when an 88-year-old woman came in through the rain, no shoes, no children. Cutest little grandma, but Rosalina dried her off with a towel and combed her hair back and hugged on her to warm her up. Is
2: Jordán Rodas is a
1: Guatemala's human rights ombudsman. He believes Rosalina has become an icon. Of brave resistance to military brutality. She went to Congress and came out with her head held high, he says. She's truly a role model to emulate. Although international human rights groups have recognized Rosalina Tuyuk for her work, she tells me she doesn't do it for the awards. When I was growing up, she says, we were taught that the Maya had disappeared, and the only thing that remained of them were tourist attractions. We grew up being taught we were just worthless Indians. Despite some social progress, Guatemala's Maya still strive to achieve parity and respect in their own country, where opponents feel increasingly free to attack indigenous human rights defenders and practitioners of Maya spirituality. In June of 2020, witnesses watched in horror As members of an evangelical sect dragged the internationally recognized Maya healer and plant medicine expert Domingo Chocche into a field, doused him with gasoline, and set him on fire. His attackers accused Choc of witchcraft. His death called attention to continuing discrimination in Guatemala against those who practice traditional Maya religion. So Rosalina Tuyuk says she now has a renewed commitment to vindicate her culture and its spiritual traditions, and to honor those who've perished to keep it alive.
2: Entonces, todas las
1: de it's a re she says, not only of art and culture, but of rights and history.
2: No es ningún regalo.
1: And it's not a gift, she says, it has a cost. And so we have to continue to struggle to maintain our culture.
2: Que su en esta
1: especially in memory of those who've shed their blood on this sacred land. For the Spiritual Edge, i Maria Martin in Antigua, Guatemala.
0: That story is part of the Sacred Steps series produced by KALW's The Spiritual Edge podcast in collaboration with USC's Center for Religion and Civic Culture. You can subscribe to The Spiritual Edge podcast wherever you listen. Visit our website, thespiritualedge.org, for more stories, transcripts, photos, and other links. If you like what you're hearing, please rate or review us on Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it a lot. Support for Sacred Steps comes from the John Templeton Foundation and the Templeton Religion Trust. Cheryl Duvall is the Sacred Steps editor, Tarek Fuda is the engineer, Tom Levy is the photographer for The Spiritual Edge. We're grateful to all the people who helped get this podcast out into the world, including Megan Suisse, Heba Farag, Ben Trefney, Sherina Dell, Jeffrey burke Witten, and Megan Jones. You can follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And please tell your friends about us. We appreciate every recommendation as we build an audience for these stories that we worked so hard on for you to hear. I'm Judy Silber. Thanks for listening.